Hi, we are the Rerouting Network, Angie, Essie, Inga and Lila, and today we're talking about lemonade mouth with little to no preparation. I'm Inga. I'm Angie. And I'm Essie. And I just made them laugh for the intro. I was like, yeah, the, I was cracking up and I was thinking about it because I've done that so many times with friends where we make plans, but it's like a half hour, an hour before we have to do something. Yeah, so so Lemonade Mouth. Yeah, I feel like the last time I watched Lemonade Mouth was at some point last year, but I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, I just don't remember. I've seen it a lot of times, like a lot of times, but I don't. I don't know if I saw it recently. I feel like sometimes my sister and I will just like, we'll want to watch something and we'll just turn on like a Disney movie. We used to watch a lot more younger so i'm guessing it was probably like a year or two ago but i don't really remember yeah it's been a while for me too i can't even remember the last time i actually like i watched it but i remember i like se i watched it a lot i was obsessed with it when it came out i remember that very vividly so <laughs> i definitely have a clear memory and i i remember one of the youtubers that follow like that reacts to things reacted to it like recently so maybe i even think uh, two of them so i've seen it by proxy through that yeah it was my favorite um after high school musicals so like as far as decoms go, I think that's still the case. It's funny because like I know everybody says Camp Rock, but for some reason I never like I don't have a clear memory of Camp Rock. It's very vague. So for me, it was like Ice Cream Musical movies and then Lemonade Mouth. But I I love Lemonade Mouth. It's so good. Do you still remember the first time when you watched it? Because I actually do pretty vividly. I'm not sure it came out in Germany when it was when it was when it first came out in America. I don't even know when did it come come out. I'm guessing like late two thousands, very early two thousand tens. I'm not sure but anyways um i watched it the first time when i was in america as an exchange student because that was also when i was introduced to netflix because netflix didn't exist in germany at that point and my host family had netflix and i was allowed to watch movies um via that and back then there was a lot of decoms on netflix and one of them was lemonade mouth and i was watching a bunch of them and i watched lemonade mouth then and i'm not sure if the first time i watched it was like earlier or if the first time i watched it was basically right as i was leaving because i remember that I was watching it on my laptop basically like the day before we were on the way to the airport it was my, my mom and my grandmother picked me up and we went like on a road trip and it was we were in this this hotel in Newark and I was watching it on my laptop never late and I was like I want to finish it I want to finish it because as soon as as we leave the hotel I, I know I cannot watch it anymore because I won't have Netflix in Germany and I don't know where else to watch it I mean I guess I could have you know watched it the very legal internet way that we never talk about so I remember watching it then and I'm not entirely sure if that was the first time or the second time I watched it but yeah I, I didn't watch it until I went to America because I'm not even sure it ever aired in Germany back then it might have I might have just not noticed because I didn't watch too much TV back then but who knows quick question so is the Disney Channel in Germany it's just different movies or no no it's the same movies Um, obviously they're oh. in German but they're just um, dubbed and I think back then Disney Channel like we didn't actually have Disney Channel I think they might have still there, there was already like a, a paid version but my family didn't have that i think now there's like a one that everybody can access but i'm not sure i don't watch tv anymore back then all the disney channel movies and disney channel shows aired on um this channel called super rtl which was basically our disney channel which is you know had all of the had the high school musical movies and all the decoms and like kim possible and hannah montana and hotel second cody or, or um all of those so sweet life of second cody sorry i used the german version okay do you guys remember when you first first watched it i looked it up and this came out in 2011 so i, I was in elementary school then i'm pretty sure so i i think i watched it like like i just i don't remember the first time i watched because for me watching a bunch of the 
Disney movies was just like it was on TV and that's all I did. And especially my sister and I, we were very much like a Disney household. Like we watched Nick too, but like Disney was like a go-to for anything. So I just think I was it was just one of those movies that I watched as a kid that I ended up loving. Um, and then I continued watching something about the whole trope of like people coming together in a band and they make it was just so good. It like hit different. Yeah, I don't remember exactly when I watched it for the first time. I think I don't remember. I just remember loving it whenever I did. I think it was kind of a similar situation because I watched Disney a lot, like the Disney Channel. So when it came on, I I obviously watched like most of the movies that came out. And that seemed like, I don't know, seemed like a good movie. And so I watched it and it was great. And then I was obsessed with it. <laughs> I even, because then after that, I, I learned that it was based on a book. And I even read the book and the sequel of that book. So it is I know based it's on the book. I didn't know it that. Is ba- yeah, it's based on a book. For everyone who doesn't know, it's based on a book. And it even has a sequel. Like the book it's based off has a, a, a second book. So I read both of those things. I think it was way later, but I always wanted to read them. Um, And eventually I did. I don't remember if I read the first one. I'm pretty sure I did, because why wouldn't I read the first one? And I don't think I just jumped to the second one. But I, I read a book. I know it's based on the book. That's the only thing. But yeah, obviously I remember I, I loved it. Because I mean, I loved High School Musical and this had music. So I thought, I think one of the things I really liked because I feel like with musicals, it, you have to suspend your disbelief and believe that they're going to just randomly start singing. And I like that this it was just like, because they were a band, it, it made sense whenever they started singing, right? Because it was like part of our performance or our, of our rehearsal. So I really like that change from what we've seen so far. I felt like, you know, a lot of musicals were like that. And I like that difference on, on, on Lemonade Mouth that every song, it was like, a yeah, for to use a cinematic term, it was like diegetic. It was like part of that, you know, that scene in that world. So yeah, I feel like that, that was one of the things that I really liked and obviously the music is great so that helped too <laughs> yeah I definitely loved the movie the first time I watched it as well like I, it's, it's amazing the storyline is really great it's it's more I don't know I feel like it's more realistic even though like Camp Rock is also more realistic than High School Musical but still and I agree Camp Rock is kind of like it's less musical than High School Musical but still it feels more like the whole day randomly start singing even though they I, I don't think they technically do I think mostly that's also always based in some sort of performance but I guess like Lemonade Mouth is just a bit it has less singing scenes which makes it feel more realistic and less musically and the music is just amazing and the friendship is amazing and it has this whole like really great friendship group slash found family trope that I always loved so much and and still do and makes you want to find like this random group of friends that you just make and suddenly you're they're your best friends and that just doesn't really happen in real life at least it never happened to me. No I was gonna bring up the found family thing because I'm like I feel like that just always speaks to you and there's a found family element and also I feel like everybody watched that movie and then was like I want to start a band of people I every single friend group I've ever been in there has been discussion of let's start a band and I think the closest we got was I had a friend group where we literally we almost made t-shirts online we decided not to buy them but we had bandanas we bought bandanas we didn't actually it was more of like a rapping group than a um, band anyway long story but like every single friend group so far I've been like let's start a band let's make it like lemonade mouth hasn't happened but I feel like it's a kid you're watching that and you're like I want to be I want to do that because I feel like the most unrealistic thing is probably the fact that they all start playing maybe I'm just not a good musician but the fact that they all start playing the song and they know it really well I'm like okay but like even then it's like most of the stuff as you guys have been saying it does feel more realistic and the storylines that they have and even though it is like obviously an exaggerated version of things because it's a Disney movie it's still like more realistic than other stuff I also I love the characters so much I love Hayley Kyoko I just had to specify that I actually 
this is funny lady i saw her um at pride i saw her perform which was amazing she was awesome but yeah i just love the cast and i feel like it was like everybody had such good chemistry with each other in the movie just worked really well i never had a friend group that wanted to start a band but in germany there's a couple of very famous children's series both in books and movies and um, that are once called the wilden hühner that's the wild chicks and the wilden kerle which is the wild i don't know guys basically it was a very 2000 thing for some reason every everything had to be the wild something and those are both like books based on on groups of kids that basically form like a gang but like not a bad gang not like a street gang with drugs and stuff but just like a group of friends who do stuff together and the the, the wild chicks it's from Cornelia Funke the books she was the one who wrote Inkart for example and I loved these books so much as a kid and I feel like in Germany that at that time when I was a kid every single group of friends wanted to start a gang like like these people and for the, the wild guys or the wilden kerle it was a football group like they, they played football well, for you Americans out there soccer and <laughs> that was like I think they they ended up having like five or six movies and it was like every single movie got more unrealistic and more dramatic but it was amazing like um, I, I hate soccer but I loved those movies and as I said the, the, the wild chicks was a bit more realistic a bit less fantastic but also amazing and very much like coming of age found family I think it was like the first book I ever read that tackled homosexuality because like one of the, the girls in the um, gang is it turns out to be a lesbian and yeah I loved those books and that was like Lemonade Mouth has, has like a similar feel just more Americanized and more high school and with music but yeah so very similar and I lost my train of thoughts I'm sorry no you brought it back around it's okay <laughs> You connected the dots. No, but that's We need cool. tangents. Exactly, yeah. I was, like, very invested in it. No, that's cool. I love stuff like that. The stuff where it's, like, different groups or whatever, and then, like, you're reading as a kid, and you're like... Well, as a kid, when I would be like, I want to go on a quest like a Percy Jackson, and then growing up is realizing, no, I don't. Hold on. Like, okay, hold on. But, um, yeah, I don't, something about that. Also, I feel like another thing I liked about Lemonade Mouth was that it was about, like... I don't know how to say it. It was about the not jocks, I guess, is a good way to write it. Like, it was about, like, the band kids, you know, the performers. The whole thing of everybody else being banished downstairs I feel like was a bit overdramatic but also if you look at like stuff now you it was like a it was like a very dramatized version of like how schools give much more money to like athletic departments than everything else which is still a thing that happens now even in like colleges not to call out like my college but like there's money we could spend there's things we could spend money on that we're not really spending money on so I feel like I like that whole part of like I like the fact that it was centered on you know people who like like for example the main character or no, I guess still our main character which name Stella I think but like I, I like, like she was iconic I just like that it had characters like that that were kind of I don't know how to say cool um but yeah kind of like I don't know I just really enjoyed that kind the, of the actually rebellious type the, yeah the rebellious type yeah that's the one I'm looking for but yeah I don't know it was it was nice to see like all like the emphasis and like the loving of music and bands and stuff yeah I I love all of that too like all the fan family and stuff and I mean using I love music I wish I could play right like that I were I were talented enough to play music I barely you know I know a little bit of that guitar and that's it but I wish I could have that talent so I feel like I was always like whoa that's so cool and I always that's why I like like, musicals and music in general so I feel like this music or this movie was great for that just to like I guess in a way feed that I don't know that 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 desire in me to be a musician I was like oh my god those kids are so cool and I, I like you said like you know it was maybe a very dramatized version of like how schools usually and just in general schools and 
colleges, right? Like they always put like the sports above arts and above everything else. So it was, it was, I think a cool way to see that. And honestly, I, I was, the, I was here for like ending on like having this big ass theater at the end. I was like, wow, that's completely unrealistic, but great. Awesome job. Great ending for that. Especially, you know, that this, this random guy that they just meet at a wedding, just like is the guy who does the lemonade and apparently has enough money to just randomly fund the school. Like it's this one lemonade machine that's like somewhere in the basement that nobody really likes because it's apparently extremely sour, but he's cool and like basically looks like he's about two years older than everybody in Lemonade Mouth, but apparently has enough money to just fund an auditorium, which is also built in like two months or something because like they they don't look older, they haven't graduated yet, and it's just like, okay, good. Timelines and movies are interesting. That's such a fun trope because that happens a lot to me where like there's one guy who like happens to be like at the end it shows up like, oh yeah, I'm the guy who can fix all the problems, I have the money. I think that happens so often, but it's so much fun to watch because I'm like, of course it is. You know, why wouldn't it be? And Where's I like that. That it, person in real life. Exactly. And I like that in this is like, at least they connected it to like the lemonade machine because you're like, okay, I, I get the purpose, but then you, in a way, bring it back around by being like, oh, he's the guy from the lemonade. I guess he has money, I guess. That makes a little more sense, maybe. Because apparently there's a lot of money in lemonade vending machines. Maybe you should invest in that. As we all know, this is just a known fact that, you know, lemonade machines give you money, obviously. Should we try to stitch together the plot? Or should we just talk about our favorite moments or our favorite songs or our favorite characters? Or, or what's what's the plan? I don't know. I'm unsure how <laughs> to proceed. I mean, I guess we could read the plot, right? And try to remember what, what we watched. Again, I've watched a lot of times. I feel like by just reading it, I could be like, oh, okay, I remember this. But maybe that's just giving myself too much credit. Do you want to look it up on, on, on like... I, I have it up because I was okay. trying to... It's from Wikipedia, but apparently it's a very, very, very thorough because it says plot and it's there's a lot of letters. <laughs> it's a lot. So I let's mean, say... Wikipedia let's is always like either it's like one paragraph Two and lines? like that yeah. tells me nothing <laughs> or it's like, okay, you basically copied the script, but all right. Right? There's no in between. To all the Wikipedia editors out there, please have a medium ground, okay? Between. <laughs> oh, I have I have a fun tangent for Wikipedia ed editors too, if you want. I used to have this professor in, in, in university who told us that on like nice evenings when he wants to relax, he just like gets a, grabs a glass of wine and starts editing and correcting Wikipedia articles about archaeology topics. And like, the, entire, the entire classroom was like, okay, this is somehow like completely on brand for like archaeology professors. It is so on brand, we didn't even expect this, that this would be possible, but it's just on brand. It's just very hilarious. Not speaking from experience at all, um, hypothetically, it is, it is not hard to edit Wikipedia articles, but not all of them will um, let you edit them is the thing. Yeah, I think not you that... must, te technically he must have been like an official editor because otherwise I think it, it used to be that everybody could edit Wikipedia articles, but now you need to be like official, like there needs to be some sort of process that validates you. So yeah, it's, it's... I know a friend who's edited a Wikipedia article um, that stayed up for a few months. This is totally a friend, not me, but that friend tried to edit other articles and it didn't work. So it depends on the article. Interesting. Ooh, cool. I, I, I could imagine like from that, how, how much I, I didn't know that professor well, but from what I know, knew of him, um, he was probably someone who got like officially accredited from Wikipedia. 
so he could edit archaeology Wikipedia articles and be like, but also, of course, because he was a college professor, he would tell the students that Wikipedia is not a good source. Okay, should I read it? Okay. High school freshmen Olivia White, Mohini Mo Banjuri, Charles Charlie Delgado, Stella Yamada, and Wendell Wayne Gifford meet while in detention. When Miss Resnick, the music teacher supervising detention, leaves briefly, they top out a beat and play instruments with Olivia singing along. Miss Resnick returns and encourages them to enter the upcoming Rising Star Music Competition, which popular band Mudslide like Crush is also slated to perform it. I forgot about Mudslide like Crush. Every time I watch it, since I watched Julia the Phantoms, every time I watch Lemonade Mouth, I think like Mudslide Crush and Dirty Candy are surprisingly similar. Just in like plot device or storytelling, not like they're not actually similar. Well, they're not, not unsimilar, but not just like even their songs like Wow and All Eyes on Me. And I think Mudslide Crush had like also two songs that were like similar topics. And it's just, it's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah, I think definitely though, Dirty Candy is still very much more poppy than Mudslide Crush. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in general. Uh, but better. yeah, but I mean, I remember at least one of those songs. It's good. I liked it. The other one was too much, but one of them was good. I remember that they're, they're like their choruses. They were really, really good. The actual verses were like, Mm, well, okay, but the, the choruses were definitely your worms. We're talking about Mutt's Like Crush, I see. Do you remember Mutt's Like Crush? No. The band, the popular band that they're supposed to perform against. Oh, the, the like rival band. Oh, yeah. I don't remember any of the... I saw a TikTok of somebody saying that they weren't that bad as people thought they were. I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like at least one of them is actually pretty cool. At, at least there's like they're catchy for sure. And I mean, one of the two members of that band eventually joins Lemonade Mouth. So, you know, they at least have to have some talent. We're not there yet, but I didn't like that ending. <laughs> Let me tell you already <laughs> that I did not like that ending. Uh, he did not need to join them. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll continue. So the band forms with Olivia on lead vocals, Estelle on the guitar and backing vocals, Mom bass, went on keyboards, the guitar and rapping, of course, because we can't forget that amazing determinate moment and Charlie on drums. At school, Estella spits lemonade on Ray, lead singer of Mud Like Crush, when he ridicules Olivia for her stage fright. He refers to her as Lemonade Mouth, given the band its name. The band later discovers the school's lemonade machine is being removed. To their horror, Stella enters the band in Rising Star as well as the upcoming Halloween bash, much to Olivia's chagrin. I feel like this thing is just moving too fast. I'm like, I feel like, does this happen this fast in the movie? I don't think so. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I think so. I think the movie is kind of fast-paced as well. But also not really, because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it just lingers in those in these moments too. <laughs> Mo breaks up with her boyfriend Scott who is much like crush guitarist after she catches him flirting with a cheerleader. Prior to performing at the Halloween bash Olivia disappears. The band eventually finds her in the bathroom where she is suffering a panic attack. They encourage her to perform after which Stella speaks to the crowd objecting to the removal of the lemonade machine and encouraging her fellow students to freely express themselves. The principal angrily bans them from playing at school again. The next day banners in support of Lemonade Mouth are posted around the school raising their spirits. But yeah, the Halloween bash is where the Terminate happens, which is arguably the best song in yeah. the entire movie. I saw one of my favorite YouTubers react to it and when she's like, why is this so song so slow? You know, she's like, why would they start with this song? Because then the, the beat drops and then it becomes more enjoyable. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I never thought of that. You know, as, as like someone who hasn't seen it or has never heard the song of like being like, oh, this is like a ballad because it starts so slow 
and then it gets fast and then the rapping too she was like wait what where is this coming from so like I yeah I, I forgot because I know the song and you know I've listened to it so many times how good it is also when you first hear it that's why it's so good right because it's so memorable in all of this like I guess twists within the song that you're like whoa <laughs> I was not expecting that what YouTuber well now I'm curious because I think it might be one that I watch as well yeah I, I watched someone who reacts because she's a music teacher Hannah oh, Bales I don't know if yeah. you heard mm -hmm. yeah. she she's also great. reacted like... to all of Julian Phantoms right I, I think I met her before right before she started posting around. I was like oh my god now Julie that's amazing but I like I like her again I like music so I like I always liked her like reacting to her music stuff I think I found her because of Julian Phantoms but since then I've watched like almost all of her reaction videos as well this is right. kind of off topic um, but if you want to another recording we could like link favorite like reaction like commentators or reaction people or something because i watched a lot of like a lot of like this is all i do on youtube basically i can jot it down or uh, and podcast ideas okay should i continue with that i feel like I just, I feel like it's just going so fast and I'm like, okay, we're already here. Okay, when Olivia is absent from school one day, the band visits her and learns that her cat, Nancy, her only remaining memory of her late mo mother has died. They begin to grow closer to one another, opening up about each of their struggles. They also learn that their song, The Terminate, is being played on the local radio. Shortly after, however, things begin to go downhill for the group. Mo gets the flu, Charlie breaks his fingers, when injures his eye, and Olivia loses her voice during an argument with Gwen. Also, that's, I feel like that was the one thing that I didn't believe. I'm like, just, you didn't even scream that hard. You could not have lost your yeah, voice. It's just like, after then that. at least also make her catch the flu or something. That just makes right, no sense. Makes People just don't randomly lose their voice for no reason whatsoever. And for not even screaming, because we saw her screaming out when that wasn't scream. Like, that was enough for her to lose her voice. She screamed like once, very shortly, like, like one sentence. That She's a singer. She should be able to use her voice a bit more before she loses it. Okay. The members of Lemonade Mouth join at the school to protest the removal of the Lemonade Machine. After being detained by police and contemplating the future of the band, they agree to perform a rising star. As each of their parents and guardians come to retrieve them from the police station, they reconcile their individual problems at home. Their, their, their like family troubles are just like so Disney Channel teenage drama angst. That's just like so so typical. And honestly, the one thing that slightly annoys me about the movie because it's so fabricated and like okay. So also Olivia's problem with her with her mom being dead and her father being in prison is a real problem but basically everybody else is just like okay just like your teenagers your parents are adults that's like the biggest conflict you have calm down but maybe I'm too adult for, the, for these problems now I will just say though that I think they do water down their problems for the movie um, it's not like that in the books so yeah it's a very Disney Channel version of their problems <laughs> okay. okay so in the books they have more more dramatic problems I guess yeah like, like it's more than just we're teenagers and we don't get along with our parents and that's that's because that's basically it right because they're like oh my parents don't understand like don't understand don't get me that's like basically except for Olivia most of their problems right yeah we have Where... Stella who feels like she's not smart enough to be in her family and is mad that her parents moved her somewhere and then we have Mo whose parents are strict and Charlie whose parents who like prefer his brother and expect too much of him and Gwen who's pissed that his dad is dating someone new which yeah it's all I mean I, I get that all of these things are annoying but they're all not quite as dramatic as they make them out to be right. yeah it's kind of yeah. all similar versions of like 
yeah, what we've been saying, but the parents not understanding them, just different fonts, I guess. But it's nice that the books go into them further. I think so, if I'm remembering right, because I think we get similar to Six of Crows, we get like chapters for each person. So you get to learn about all the kids and all the what they go through outside of the band and school and everything. But anyway, so they up this book. <laughs> I don't know if it's like I read it so long ago, right? So I don't know if it holds up. I haven't read it since then. And I don't even remember. I just remember that the problems were definitely not as easy, right? Or as like, oh, that's they are barely problems as they made it out to be the movie. So yeah, uh, where is it? They reconcile their individual's problems at home. When finally accepts his dad's girlfriend, Olivia gains the courage to send a letter to her incarcerated father. Mo gets her dad to accept her for who she is. Charlie realizes he doesn't have to live up to his older brother's prowess and Stella realizes she doesn't have to be a genius to, to fit in with her family. While performing at Rising Star, Olivia and Mo's respective injuries begin to resurface in the middle of their performance. What? I don't remember this. And I don't remember this. They just they can't her voice. perform because she can, like, she can sing and Mo, like Olivia can sing, Mo, Mo like, keeps coughing, I think, and that's why she can't really play the bad days and when can't really see the that's why he keeps messing up and, and and Charlie can't move his hands correctly so he doesn't really can't really drum and, and the only one who is behind is Stella and I don't know she just can't do it all, all alone if I remember correctly it's such like a Disney channel thing too like everybody it goes wrong for everybody at the same time and like it just happens that everybody's having a bad day and like okay I get that they have to do that right with the moment where everything seems lost basically but I'm like you could have tried a little harder with their injuries or like their stuff you know because <laughs> like yeah losing your voice that's probably the right way to go but like get her a good reason for her to lose her voice but yeah so after straining her voice further Olivia then begins to have another panic attack seeing her in distress Stella tries to comfort and encourage her to no avail dejected the band is about to exit the stage when the audience obviously it's a Disney Channel movie it begins to sing their uh, song to support them but honestly that's like an iconic scene I really like that yeah, and then, they did then... the dance and everything mm-hmm. and then the I forgot his name but most ex-boyfriend the one from yeah the scott. Guy from from you know, scott he he joins them on page and gets like his redemption moment which i don't think he deserves but okay yeah i agree i don't think he deserves either and we can talk about that because we're at the end so yeah i appreciate him helping them but i'm like that's not that doesn't make up for everything i also we haven't gone here yet but i don't like the fact that they get back together me either yeah me all. neither yeah i hate that i understand that it was like going against like what people might expect of her and charlie getting together and i think as a kid that both i was like that both made sense and annoyed me well so she doesn't need to get to with either of them like you don't need to end it like that like you don't have to date anyone yeah i i like i remember as a teenager i definitely wanted her to be with charlie and i expected that i was always like a fan of the whole like the underdog who is in love with someone and they don't love him back and then eventually they get together anyways now i understand that that's not always the healthiest trope and now i would have preferred if she just didn't end up with anyone or you know they could have gone a completely different route and actually found her a girlfriend but it's disney channel and it was 2011 so obviously no but you know but yeah just that they ended up back together it just uh, annoyed me always yeah i didn't like it because i felt like it was kind of like okay yeah he's the cuter guy so obviously he's gonna like he deserves to get back together with the girl kind of thing and i'm like i feel like no because like i just yeah i just didn't like it i again when i was a teenager i always was rooting for like charlie and mo to get together but yeah i feel like now i feel like she could just not end up with anyone and that would have been the better and 
just like and maybe the, it could have also been like a whole her conflict with her dad was that she she wasn't an Indian enough daughter. It would have been kind of nice if she was just like maybe my dad has a point and it's not like do, doing the, the Americanized version of being a high school student who needs to have like the cool jock boyfriend and be like cool and and wear makeup and dress a certain way. It would have been way more interesting of an ending if she just went a bit more traditional at the end. But okay. Yeah, I guess I don't know. As far as like the other like I like the um was it when and Olivia like I thought that ship was very cute and very well done and I was very happy about them and then like yeah growing up I'm like oh I want Charlie and Mo but then like no I don't want them I'm glad that Stella remained you know single and very much obviously um gay I'm glad that that was something because I think we had an interview where Hayley Kyo or maybe it was somebody was talking about the fact that that was like the intended like she was supposed to be like lesbian but I just couldn't go that far because it was Disney at that time but I'm glad that that at least everybody knew about that like everybody watching was like okay but um yeah I don't know I Mo and I just I feel like you don't need to match this no more we have like the one good ship and this, that's like all we need so at the very end like when they when they go on this talk show there's like a special scene that just I don't think was was in every version when like the interviewer asked Mo about having a boyfriend and she's like nope nope you cannot talk about that and then when just saves her by when and Olivia just like basically on live TV become boyfriend and girlfriend which is that was really cute and that wouldn't have been possible if she would have not ended up with one of the boys but still and I always kind of like when I watch that scene I always kind of find it sad that they never made a second movie even though I'm not entirely sure if they could have filled an entire second movie with interesting enough plot but I really like that extended scene and always makes me want to know more about their like their journey to to the what's it called the, the, the Madison Square Garden that's, that's what I meant yeah, on one hand, I would have liked to have more movies, but also, like, sometimes Disney does movies and they're not good, like, when they do sequels, so I don't know if I would rather, I mean, some of it's not really well, like, High School Musical, but I feel like stuff like, the sentence I really liked, but I do feel like the first, like, it got, like, the worst as it went on, so I don't know, on one hand, I'm, like, happy that it didn't continue, because then, like, we didn't, it didn't ruin it, and it kind of remained, like, a classic movie, but it would be cool to see the cast at some kind of reunion or something. The only thing I don't like is that Disney doesn't allow their, like, their main couples to kiss on the first movie and I'm like they didn't get a sequel at least they should have kissed Olivia and Wen because Mo and Scott are back together but we don't get anything more from Wen and Olivia when we saw them and like we were all rooting for them more than whatever yeah. was happening with Mo I feel like whenever you watch a Disney Channel original movie and in it's the first movie and the main couple kisses at the end you know there's not going to be a second one like completely not at all no chance of that I just realized that I guess that happened in Descendants and that happened in High School Musical I just realized that I'm like oh wait they did Cam- kiss Cam Rock 2 as well Cam Rock 2 yeah they did like the it's like the oh they're going to kiss but then uh, and then somebody interrupts them it's always somebody interrupting them yeah and then like and uh, yeah in the Lego movies they find the kiss I think I was watching somebody after high school music or whatever and like they didn't end up kissing until like much later on but randomly, like, I remember watching this one Disney Channel movie that I feel like is definitely one that, that gets forgotten a lot, which was, I think, Geek Charming or something. And, like, at the end, they kiss. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's never going to be a second one. I was about to ask, is there a movie where they do actually kiss in the first one? Okay, okay. That was going to be my question there. And I have seen that movie. I remember seeing that movie. Clearly, it wasn't memorable enough for me to remember more than that. I mean, to be honest, it's, like, not not one of the best movies. It's not bad, but it's not, like, an amazing movie. Yeah, there has to be at least it wasn't that good I still think I thought it was not watching it I feel like there has to be at least one more movie that has a kiss in the first one but I can't think of any right now it's just like the geek charming one just came to mind but I'm not sure but yeah that's the only thing I'm like disappointed because I'm like I would have liked
expect more from them. At least the kiss on the cheek. Or, okay. I don't know something else. I don't think did they did they 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 did hug right. I don't even remember if they. Yeah, hugged, I'm pretty sure they hugged. Yeah, but yeah, I just wanted more from them. I remember like at one point after I watched it like a few years ago, I actually ended up going looking for for fan fiction for the movie, and there wasn't that much as I remember. To be honest, the one that I remember mostly was a couple that I read that were actually shipping Stella and the, the other mudslides crush guy which was like enemies to lovers kind of thing it was kind of it's the only fan fiction i remember so it must have been not terrible but in retrospect it's like a weird ship i mean sure I you know some people like that <laughs> some people totally. like the enemies to lovers thing yeah i then mean, enemies to lovers here's the thing with enemies to lovers i love enemies to lovers but i feel like sometimes people will ship any two characters that are enemies and make them enemies to lovers and i'm like stop it no these people do not have chemistry there is nothing going on just because you are somebody's enemy you do not have to be their lovers you can be enemy to enemy. That's what I want to see. I want to see less of like the enemies that they have to date. If you do enemies to lovers, do it well. But I don't know. I just feel like a lot of times when I see people sipping stuff, it's just any two people who are rivals. And I'm like, no, there's nothing. There's nothing there. I feel like for those two, there was at least like a hint of chemistry in like the scene where they where they like go face to face and then she spits lemonade on him. But yeah, there are definitely some pairings where you're just like, that's a stretch, people. Yeah, at least here there was like, okay, I can see someone seeing that scene and being like, you know what? There could be something here, you know, and like exploring it and that's fair. But yeah, other times I'm like, where are you even getting this from? Like, I definitely like I one of the songs I love so much and I feel like holds up very well, even completely removed moved from the from the plot is she's so gone i love she's so gone so much i love that song it's iconic she did so well in that song i think it's i think favorite songs go like determinate obviously it might be she's so gone after that yeah, agreed. I also very much like the one that they all sing together when the cat dies, which sounds like even out of context. It's like the song about the dead cat is an amazing song, but it's not. It's about friendship. It's really I really like that song as well. More more than a band. That's the name of the song. Exactly right. Thank you. I like the ones that they sing when they're rehearsing. The first one, which I, I think it's turn up the music. That's the first one they sing. I think right when they start like I I like that even though it's completely unrealistic. The fact that someone starts with a beat and then they all follow. And I think that's not, that doesn't happen like that in real life, but it's it's great yeah, that we pretend that it does. So I like that. Um, I like that song, and I like the other one. I think it's somebody. Yes, somebody. That's that's the, that's the one. Every time I hear those songs, I'm like, I forget they're good, and then I listen to them, and they're good. And like Bridget Mendler's vocals, man, she is amazing. Every time I like listen to the songs because I don't listen to them often, so every time I you know happen to listen, I'm like, ah, oh, this is so good, and she's so great in this movie i love that in general like all of the songs are just really great i also even though i'm, I'm not a big fan of the of the complete like the end of it the, the, the extended scene is cool but there's like there's some issues with it i really like that song from there as well high wire just it, it has a great energy as well it's not one of my favorites but it's a really good song i mean the one that they sing at madison square garden is also a good breakthrough I like yeah, that too. That's all the songs are just really good. We can agree on that. Basically, I think basically. we've now covered all of them except the Mad Snake Crush songs. And and even those, like the first one they sing, I'm pretty sure it's the first one. It's not the one at the contest. That's that's good. I think that's the catchiest and the better one, in my opinion. Let me see what are they called. I have the playlist somewhere here because I was listening to it earlier. And there's there's and the crowd goes. That was the first uh, Mad Snake Crush song, and the other one is Here We Go. Oh no no, that's not. Don't you wish you were. Uh, sorry, I was... Yeah, I was going to say, the second one is the one you wish goes, you were us. Yeah, you know, which is... 
Yeah. No, and, and Here We Go is the second one they sing at a, a Halloween song. I just missed, that, mixed, mixed the them up. Protest song or whatever when they're talking about the lemonade stand. Yeah, which which I feel like, to be honest, is like their weakest song. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the, it doesn't help that it goes right after the Terminate. And I'm like, your best song followed by your worst song? Mm, a disservice to the song. <laughs> oh, I, I always kind of found it cute how, how Charlie figures out that he's actually cute and that girl's like him because I always like when I watched the movie at first I was like he's like the cutest one but that was mostly because I had a thing for longer hair but it was really cute how he just like completely did not notice at all that a lot of girls were crushing on him no yeah I remember thinking Charlie was cute when I was watching it but also finding out Charlie was like 14 or whatever when they filmed that the actor was insane like I'm like what do you mean he was like because when I found out he was younger than me so I'm like what do you mean like how wait what I didn't know that wow he was um, I don't know, 14, I think 14-ish, maybe 15-ish, but he was, like, very young when they filmed that, which I found out, I'm like, oh, also, other stuff I found out, well, we all knew this, but the actor who played when he has now gone out of prison, and he has released another rap song, and he's on TikTok, and it's really funny, because I saw him on TikTok, I'm like, oh, bro, what are you doing? Like, he's doing concerts now, so, you know. Wow, I, last I heard from him, yes, he had, like, he was sent to prison, I was like, wow, okay, but, yeah, other than that. No. Yeah, like the, the girls or the women in the, the from the cast definitely went on to have the um, bigger careers. Yeah, I mean, both of them, Richard Mendler, I'm thinking of Good Luck Charlie now, but he's also done other stuff. I'm also yeah, thinking and... of the, um, what's the song that she released that's like Standing in the Eye of the Hurricane or whatever? Like, hurricane, that that's literally hurricane. the name of the song. That got yeah. really popular. Um, everybody, I don't know if you guys saw this, but when there was like a huge hurricane happening in Florida, everybody would post videos of them in the middle of the hurricane with that song in the back. <laughs> it was the whole thing and then the other actress who played Mo she was also Jasmine and she also did other stuff and, all, and Haley Kyoko Charlie's Angels she's, she did Charlie's Angels too the latest yeah and obviously Haley Kyoko did like she's a famous singer now so it's really cool to see like all busy like actors and see like where they are now and stuff out of interest who's everybody's favorite character in the movie Oof, that's really difficult I feel like when I was younger I think like I switched between all of the girls at like at some point like like uh, some Olivia because I was like kind of identifying most with her then at some point Stella because I liked the whole like, travel thing and now I would almost say Mo but who knows mm, I don't know my favorite character in the movie I always liked Wen so probably Wen was my favorite I don't know he was cute and yeah he played the keyboard then f- from the girls probably Olivia just because she was the most relatable maybe Did you know awkward shy teenage girl so Essie who's hey, your Essie. favorite character oh okay uh, so I honestly not just hear your answer, but probably one of the girls growing up. But I think Stella was always the Stella's always my favorite. Just because she was so cool. I wanted to dress like her. That was the main thing. I'm like, I want to look like her. She's really cool. And then, but yeah, I honestly, I liked all of them. Just the characters were all like very genuine. I feel like this entire recording, I've just been going from this was realistic to this was not realistic at all. But somehow the movie was both of those things. So, but yeah, I think Stella was like my favorite probably. Maybe, maybe nowadays my favorite should be the, the music teacher. She was really cool honestly yeah she was a great character she was so earnest and everything i don't know i really like her too even back then i feel like i was like that's a cool teacher definitely yeah and also kind of like from what i saw of american art and music teachers kind of on brands in a more 
um, like exaggerated Disney version, but still. Oh, um, you want to say something before I ask the question about the characters, Anna, I think. Yeah, I was thinking, what do you think, wh where do you think are the characters now? Like, if, if we go with, how how did life for the band continue? I mean, I would like to say that they're still being a band. I don't know if that's realistic, but I feel like I can see them like still toying. Maybe they had like a fallout or something, but then they got back together, you know? I can see them still toying. I'm not sure like on a personal level. I think I can see when and Olivia, like maybe they broke up with someone, but they got back together. Or the, yeah, I can see that happening. I don't think that Mo's relationship with that guy lasted at all. Honestly, I don't think he's still in the band. <laughs> just, I just he was kicked out of the band after the Madison Square Garden and that interview happened. He was like, all right, yeah. you're out. The like, most, work. most that kick him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. That, yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I feel like, what other hobbies? Did they have any other hobbies I'm trying to, that they like wanted to continue? I don't know. They, they're probably doing something else. They probably went to, I don't think, I think some of them at least went to college, I want to say. Um, I want to say Mo went to college. Not because, you know, she was like, supposed to, but I feel like she seems like that kind of person, you know, even though she's like, oh, I want to break free from things. I feel like after that, and like, she had had a good years with the band so I feel like by the time college came around she would have been like okay yeah I do want to go to college and like get a degree and whatever she wanted to get a degree on I think Olivia went to college as well yeah definitely I agree with that too I was gonna say Mo and Olivia Stella definitely didn't because she just hates authority so I feel like she would just hate the college environment I f yeah I think Mo and Olivia maybe Charlie I don't know but I think definitely the two of them and then they probably I can see them toying you can see them you know doing stuff on the side maybe like having their own business situation maybe they start like a lemonade business on the side that they're doing no they go into business with with mel was it mel mal something mel i think it's mel with e yeah what do you guys think yeah i can definitely see that like i can see them them like as in high school they somehow managed to go to madison square garden which sounds very realistic for high school students but it's disney so who cares and then yeah i could imagine that like in the college years for whoever went to college and whoever didn't that was really difficult because maybe they went to like the diff different colleges and like ended up in very different places potentially all over the country and but i could also see that like after college when after a bunch of like ups and downs for all of them they end up bringing the band back together and, and really making a go of it and like being a bit more of a realistic band than a high school madison square garden band i definitely don't think scott and, and mo are still together i could almost see that eventually mo and charlie end up like trying to date but it doesn't work out either so guessing i could see them having a flirtation but it's not not, not being endgame and yeah I definitely also can see Olivia and, and when breaking up potentially more than once but I can also see them ending up together for good at some point yeah I think I agree with what you said the person in me who loves angst I'm like they had a huge blow up before you know they went to college and then they went these separate ways and then they reunite at some point I don't know why I would bring them to reunite you know some sort of event I don't know maybe like a, married yeah that, that's always good or like a, a high school reunion or, or some sort of I mean if they went to Madison Square Garden, some sort of like Hall of Fame events. I feel like Maybe. I read like a Julian and the Phantoms thick like that. So at some point, oh yeah, the, the one that I recommend like, for sure. That was... Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. But yeah, it's. I feel like yeah, that's that's 
that's how I see it. I do like the the idea of them. Like obviously with the band, I feel like it's just not realistic as a child. Actors and everything has told us anything is that it's just hard to like find fame and keep it when you're in your teenage years. So I feel like yeah, they would have probably broke broken up the band and then now that all the bands are coming back, you know, all bands are like that's the new thing. So they could definitely get the band back together after they they went through college and they're like adults in their twenties. Yeah, I was thinking that because like Big Time Just has done that. Um, Jonas Brothers, or whatever, like and those like both Disney Channel stuff. So I can definitely see um like yeah, it's like they fall apart and they get back together when everybody else getting back together and then they release new music and everybody's like, oh my god, lemonade well. But yeah, I could honestly really see Stella ending up in business with with Smell. I feel like she'd be good at it. And then I mean, if 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 it ended up being another Disney Channel movie, one of them would somehow end up a music teacher at that high school again. I almost want to say. Olivia, but it could also be when or possibly Charlie. I don't know. It could be all of them except Stella, I think. But even there, that also Honestly. would work out. Like the rebel ends up being the establishment, basically. So who knows? But yeah, I think my first choice cliche. would be Olivia. Yeah, I was I just I was thinking Olivia, maybe when too, just because I don't know, he seems like he'd be good, a good music teacher. He had that he's eccentric enough to be a music teacher, you know, if we are following the, the stereotype. So yeah, I feel like I could see him like that too. If you want to contact us, you can find us on Instagram and Tumblr as Rerouting Network and on Twitter as Rerouting Netpod. You can also email us at reroutingnetwork at gmail.com. And of course, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, and any other podcast platform that allowed us. We would love to hear from you no matter if it's questions, feedback, topic suggestions, or your thoughts on any of the things we cover. Tell your friends! Tell your friends!